I'm visiting all 30 stadiums in one season to uncover the hidden stories that make baseball America's pastime. Rounding third with Manish Jane. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Rounding Third with Manish Jane. Today's episode, Turner Field in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, for those of you who listened to my last podcast, I have to apologize. I was pretty hard on the Marlins, and, you know, it wasn't a very fun listen. This one, I assure you, is vastly different. After the game, when I looked into my notes, uh, I had written down the word fun, uh, I think about four different times, just randomly. I just kept on writing down the word fun. I had such an absolute blast at Turner Field that I cannot wait to tell you guys all about it. Uh, Before we get into that, though, I want to give just a little bit of background into uh, uh, Turner Field. So the Braves actually played in Fulton County Stadium uh, from about 1990, I'm sorry, from 1966 to 1996. The Braves had spent time previously in Milwaukee and before that in Boston, but uh, they found a home in Atlanta in 1966 and have been there ever since. Uh, in the 1990s, I think you know we all remember the stretch of 14 straight division titles that the Braves won from, I believe it was 91 to 2005, um, culminating with only, unfortunately, one series ring for these guys in 1995 and the last year that they actually spent at the old Fulton County Stadium. Uh, in 1996, they refitted basically in an Olympic stadium that they had built uh, for the Olympics in 96 to now become the sole use of the Atlanta Braves. And, uh, you know, I, I'd been to this this park uh, in the 90s, not for a game, but I'd, I'd been to this park and kind of uh, toured it and looked around, and I liked it. It, it was nice, but I feel like my, my opinion of it was colored by watching games on television back in the 90s and being unbelievably frustrated that here was a team that was winning division title after division title and not filling their ballpark. Uh, Sitting up in in Michigan watching my Tigers at the time struggling year after year to really put together any string of victories, it was something that really disappointed me and, and really gave me a negative view of fans down here in Atlanta. I am happy to say that I was wrong. Uh, now, maybe I was right in the 90s, but in 2013, who boy, is this a different place to watch a game, and it is fun. Uh, this was the first place where I actually encountered tailgaters. Uh, in the stadiums that I've been so far, really, I've been one of the first people that's that's been at the gates. You know, I, I show up a couple hours uh, before first pitch, about maybe half hour, 45 minutes before the gates open just to snap some photos and hopefully try to meet some other super fans. But I've really been kind of left wanting. You know, there really haven't been a lot of other fans that I can chat with. Well, that was not the case here in Atlanta. One of the parking lots is located where the old Fulton County Stadium used to be. Actually, they have the uh, spot where Hank Aaron hit number 715, and they've got the little spotlight there and a piece of the wall there, which is really nice sitting in, in the parking lot. But also in the parking lot, I ran into several tailgaters that had gotten to the stadium around 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon for a 7 o'clock start time. I was very, very excited to see this, and especially after my experience at Marlins Park, I just felt reinvigorated, and I bounced around from tailgate to tailgate, and I ended up chatting with a group of young kids, uh, I say kids, you know, early 20s, late teens, 
um, who you know, have a, have a renewed passion for the game of baseball and for these Atlanta Braves with the Upton brothers coming over and just, you know, these guys are playing well and, and people are excited. One of the more promising things that I saw here is something that I've been missing out on on a lot of the other ballparks, which is a big population of 20-somethings. You know, in most of the parks that I've gone to, it's primarily families with small young children, which is obviously wonderful. And I'm a big proponent of, of bringing the family out to the ballpark. And you've got your old timers, you know, who've been around for 50, 60, 70, 80 years. And I'm sure from listening to me, you know that I adore talking to, you know, an old timer. If I can talk to someone about 1950s, 1960s baseball, or even earlier, I'm absolutely in heaven. But it's that middle, you know, uh, portion there, uh, mainly 20s and early 30s that I've really been missing out on. Uh, in D.C., I saw a handful here and there, but really in D.C., even it was, it was 30s and 40s that, that I was running into mostly. So the fact that I saw huge pockets of, of 20-somethings tailgating before the game and and, and actually enjoying the game uh, uh, when, when the first pitch time came around where they weren't just there for the social aspect, which you're always welcome, but these guys actually knew the game, loved the game, followed the game, and were excited about the game. That gives me hope for the future, you know, because for all the kids that are coming and, and creating these memories with their parents, we're going to lose a percentage of them. You know, baseball can't really, there's, there's people come in and out. You know, I've got friends of mine who grew up diehard baseball fans and every couple of years or so, I see another one of them drop off and, and get interested in something else. There's so many distractions these days that baseball sometimes can take a back seat. But the fact that I saw so many 20-somethings hanging out at Turner Field really gave me a lot of hope. Um, you know, like I said, I was feeling a little bit down after the last uh, uh, stadium there in Miami, and this absolutely um, sparked a fire under me. Uh, before the game, you know, after the after the tailgating, I made my way into the into the park, and you know, these guys had a drum line, they had a live concert that was playing there in the concourse. Um, you know, their Hall of Fame that they have. That is something that I highly recommend. You know, um, I still think Tampa's Hall of Fame is probably a little bit better. But what they got here in Atlanta, which is pretty unique, is they have a a train that you can walk in in the museum that you can kind of uh, step inside of and get a real feel for how the the old timers used to travel. You know, how back before planes and even buses were the norm, um, these guys went from city to city in trains, you know, overnight. And they would cram themselves in a little compartment and, and that's how they drove from ballpark to ballpark. And, you know, there's a part of me that absolutely romanticizes that. And I was honestly thinking about doing this entire tour via the train. The logistics of that were going to be absolutely maddening. So unfortunately I had to, to uh, rely on a car. But, you know, there's something about arriving to a, a baseball game inside of a train that just makes, I don't know, it just feels right to me. So the fact that here in Atlanta, you can kind of just take a look at, at how these guys used to get, get around is, it's a pretty cool aspect of, of the field. Now, as I was mentioning earlier, in the 90s, nobody showed up to these games. And when they did show up, no one really seemed that interested in, in making noise inside the stadium. Things could not have changed anymore. Um, this was just a Friday night game 
um, against the Giants, who, sure, they're the defending World Series champions, but they're not division rivals. There's not really, there, there really isn't much of a, uh, uh, of a history between the Giants and the Braves that people would come out to the park for. But with that being said, there were 45,000-plus people that were at this game. Not only were there 45,000-plus at this game, not many of them filtered out in the 8th or the ninth inning. You know, even though, sadly, their team got blanked 6 to nothing, you know, they didn't really have much to cheer for. These guys stuck around, and they had a good time. Now, maybe that could be the fact that after the game, there was a pretty nice fireworks show with, once again, another live concert on the field. But still, I mean, I've been to fireworks games before, and, you know, you're going to lose 10, 15, 20,000 people regardless, especially if your team is, you know, getting getting beat as badly as the Braves did for this game. But I'm telling you, you know, there's, there's some photos of it on the site. The fans stayed. And, you know, it's not just about the game on the field, you know. It's something that I've, I've been discussing in a lot of these podcasts is that you can't expect everybody to come to this stadium, any stadium really, and sit in their seats for the entire nine innings. I get it. It's long. It's hot. If you're not completely engaged with every single pitch, I understand. The the baseball is boring phrase that you hear from, I'm sure you've heard it from your friends and family or, you know, it, it's, everyone says it, you know, and, and I don't blame people for, think, for, for thinking that. Um, I personally do not think it's boring. I feel like, you know, once you get to know a little bit more about the game, it's one of the more complex and fascinating games and pretty much every single pitch, there are so many variables at play that, I don't know. I mean, I, I could never be bored at a baseball game. But for those who, who do find it boring, you got places like Turner Field who are doing a really great job of making sure that there is always some form of entertainment for the casual fan to take part in. You've got the giant Coke bottle that's up in center field uh, on, on the upper deck, which is kind of a cool little photo op. And obviously, you've got the big, uh, if you've never been there, there's photos on the site of the giant Edith Ann chairs, basically. Uh from the old Lily Tomlin bit on SNL, if you are old enough to remember that. I'm not sure if I just dated myself there, but you've got a big giant red chair, Coke bottle chairs that you can sit in and have a nice photo op. you got a great view of downtown Atlanta that you can see from the top of the stadium. Here's a more current reference for you Walking Dead fans. You can really feel like you're fighting off the zombies as you look over the downtown Atlanta area. But, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling energized right now. That this this park was such a great place to watch a ball game, even in a six to nothing drubbing. You know, even when the home team was getting killed, the people in the stands that I was talking to, sure they were a little bit frustrated, but they were hopeful. You know, and and I think that you know their last division title was was eight years ago. You know, two thousand five was the last time that they were standing on top of their division, and I think after fourteen years of dominance, they got a little complacent. Well, that complacency is no more. You know, I sat in the stands, and I will admit that I got caught up in everything, and I joined the rest of them doing the tomahawk chop. In most stadiums that I'm going to, if your team is getting blanked, you're really not that excited. There's not much for you to cheer about. There's not much for you to get up for. But in the late innings of this game, these guys were cheering on their hometown team, and they were making sure that they tried to get a couple runs across the board, and they were, and they were, they were doing their best. No, look, this is baseball. You're going to lose a lot of games. So it's not that big of a deal. But 
the fact that they lost six to nothing, and this this fan base really still still uh, stayed out there and supported them, it warmed my heart. Uh, before the game, I ended up meeting with, uh, as I said, a group of twenty somethings that were tailgating. And uh, I just chatted with them a little bit about what brought them to the game and kind of uh, what they feel about Turner Field. And I just wanted to get the youth's perspective. You know, most of the interviews I've had on this this podcast so far are some older fans. So I was really excited to finally meet some people who were, uh, like I said, late teens that, you know, came to the ballpark. They they had just four of them. And yeah, uh, so uh, why don't you take a listen to my chat with them? It's only a couple of minutes and uh, we'll be right back. So I'm standing outside of Turner Field, and this is the first time on my tour thus far that I have encountered tailgaters for a baseball game, which I'm very excited to talk to. Uh, a couple of young Braves fans. Uh, your name is? Delvin Zordan. Drew Fincher. Taylor Cook. All right, guys. So you're all Braves fans, and you were telling me you've been Braves fans your entire lives. Can you tell me, you know, just very briefly what your first experience was coming out to Turner Field? Uh, my first experience was when I was like, I want to say probably, I remember like I was like four before I was even in school, my grandma brought me to a game one night, and Ryan Klesko hit a walk-off home run, so it was probably the best game I ever remember, ever. So I loved it. Very nice. How about you? My my first time, Johnny Estrada got ch- trucked at home plate by, I want to say they were playing the Angels, but ever since then, that like been a Braves fan ever since. All right, and how about you? I don't remember any players, but I just remember coming up when I was really young. My whole family would come out, and we would tailgate, and we'd just watch the game. Everybody would eat. My parents would just drink. We'd have a good time. That is amazing. You know, I, it is crazy to me. Like I said, I, so far, this is my seventh stadium thus far, and I haven't really seen tailgaters. What do you think it is about Braves fans that brings you guys out? I mean, what time did you guys get to the game today? We got here about an hour ago. It's probably, I don't know what time it is now, but, yeah. Yeah, we got here about three-something. So getting a three-something and say it again? We got here a little late, too. We were waiting for her to get ready. (laughs) So, I mean, we tried to get here early just to enjoy the atmosphere. Yeah, see, and that is absolutely, the the word you just used there is perfect. The atmosphere here is really perfect. This really welcomes you to the ballpark, and this makes me excited to see a baseball game. So, oh, go ahead and you're There's Yeah, there's nothing else to do around here right now. So it's baseball season. Might as well come to Turner Field and enjoy it. No, that is excellent. So, so what is your favorite aspect of Turner Field? And you know, if you've been to any other ballparks, how do you think this compares? I know take your homerism off that it's your Braves. You know that 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 this is your favorite team. But as far as just different stadiums are concerned, is there anything that you think that you guys do just much better than than someone else? Well, I mean, I can't really say because I've only been to I've been to uh, Tropicana. I mean, Tropicana. I didn't really like because it, it was kind of a dome. You didn't get the the whole outside feel and all that stuff. And I know that our screen is the biggest screen that we have out, but when they show like the players' names and all that stuff, so I mean, I think that's pretty neat. But How about you? No? You haven't really been, got, gotten to a lot of other stadiums yet? I've, ne- I've never been to any other stadium besides Turnfield. So. That's actually, that's all right. That's, that's, that's kind of nice. You guys are still young. How about you? Have you been to any other stadiums? Yes. The stadium in Orlando doesn't even compare. The one in Orlando, the fans just aren't the same. They sit there and watch the game. They clap here and there, but Braves fans here at home, they go insane. Like when somebody scores, when they, when they, when they get that home run, like it goes insane. Versus Orlando, they clap a little bit here and there, but home is where it's at. All right. So with that, then, do you have any words of advice for me? As uh, this is my first game ever at, at Turner Field, or something that I need to do? Uh. 
I would just say try some of the food. I mean, I know they got some crazy food in there. I was looking at there. I can't remember what it's called, but just try some of the food. I know they got like a crazy sausage dog in there. Just try it, man. I love the food. All right, what about you? I'm just gonna say go braise and chop until your arm falls off. Oh yeah. And uh, any advice for me? So basically, it's my first time at at the stadium. Is there anything special I need to do at the stadium? Um, definitely watch the Upton Brothers. They're pretty good. And try the food. The food's great. And it's just the atmosphere. Just enjoy being around all the people. All right. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. So there you have it. That's three young kids who have a lot of joy in their hearts and a lot of excitement in their voice about the Atlanta Braves. That just gets me super excited about the future of Atlanta baseball. Uh, now, I mean, you heard a lot about uh, the food that Turner Field has to offer in that little clip there. And to be fair, I caught these kids a little bit off guard. We were just hanging out uh, at a tailgate, and I asked them if I could ask them a couple of questions for the podcast. So they really didn't have time to formulate their thoughts. But that being said, the food at the park was pretty good. Uh, I ended up having a burger, which you can check out a picture of on the on the website. And it's this hamburger where I guess the way that they do it is they – Uh, cook them 24 at a time and uh, if you are the 25th person you are out of luck and you're gonna have to wait for the next batch to go ahead and get uh, uh, get cooked up for you but it was absolutely worth the wait Um, and just a little tip there's the main uh, uh, stand that uh, you can see where it's right next to all the misting areas and uh, the cool down areas on the main concourse but if you walk around towards center field you'll see a smaller stand a smaller vendor sells the same burgers not nearly as long of a line but enough about the food the stadium was tremendous um, you know the stadium was something that I was not expecting to have as much fun as I did um, uh, as I said the Giants did end up winning the game six to nothing which was uh, disappointing for the home team but if you heard Drew talk about it at the end of the clip there, uh, I think he said uh, one of the things that I need to do at this park is chop until my arm falls off. Uh, I was pretty impressed that even down 6 nothing, the nearly sellout crowd of 45,000 plus, they were chopping until their arms fall off. You know, they were they were getting into it. They were yelling. They were screaming. And they were trying their best to cheer on their home team for victory. So, I mean, look, it's been said that every team's going to win 54, every team's going to lose 54. It's what you do with the other 54 that matters. And I just happened to catch a game where one of those 54 losses occurred. But um, I genuinely had an absolutely wonderful time at this ballpark. And the the days of the 90s are over, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you definitely need to go and check out this park. Uh, they got a great Hall of Fame, like I said. The atmosphere is just really quite tremendous. Uh, the drum line was so much fun. Afterwards, they had a great fireworks show. And thus far, it's the only place that I've been where there was actually live music on the field that was scoring the fireworks show. So that was pretty unique and and that was pretty exciting. Um, But honestly, it is kind of about the baseball. You know, right now we're in a bit of a Braves resurgence. So it's it's an exciting team to watch. But Turner Field really does put on a good product. Um, After the last uh, couple of disappointing games in Florida, I was beginning to... Get a little bit frustrated, but, well, boy, did this thing bring me back in a big, bad way. Uh, this this stadium was, like I said, I, I think I've probably overused this word one too many times in this podcast, but there's a reason why I am. I mean, it was fun. That's it. Pure, unadulterated fun. From the moment I got there until the moment I got home, I didn't want to leave, you know? Um, that rarely happens when 
the home team is getting bludgeoned so badly. But what they've done at this field is, is really something that, that you need to be there to see. Uh, obviously, I recommend going in May and June, maybe early July, because Atlanta can get pretty hot. But hey, I can't complain about the sun because I'm the guy that doesn't like roofs over my head. So when it's 95 degrees plus, you go ahead and crack a beer, you eat some ice cream, you throw some ice in your hat or down your shirt, and it's part of what makes baseball great. So next up, I am leaving Atlanta, and I am heading to the Midwest, and uh, I'll be catching up with the uh, the Cardinals and the Royals in back-to-back games. So my next episode, I believe, is Bush Stadium. Um, so for now, I just want to go ahead and thank Blake White for the theme music. I want to thank uh, Icarus Ronan for the web design and Krishna Jane for the photo editing. Uh, as always, check out the website at roundingthird.net. Follow me at roundingthirdmj on Twitter. Um, yeah, if you got any questions for me, um, you can go ahead and email me at roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, on the website, I do have a couple of postings that are talking about how I came up with the schedule and where I'm staying and kind of some of the more uh, uh, logistical aspects of putting together a 30 stadium tour. Um, if you've got any questions about the tour itself, please feel free to, to shoot me an email anytime. I'd love to talk you through how to do one of these yourself one day, because, uh, I'll tell you the truth. I'm having the time of my life so far. This is something that I don't know if I'm ever going to have more fun in my life, exploring the country, watching some baseball, reconnecting with my roots. This has been really fun. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Rounding Third Podcast. So join me next time as I continue to round third, heading for home. Third with Manish Jane.